Bless up for tuning in to Project Cheney. Magic happens when you question everything. Conspirituality becomes reality, weirdness is welcomed, and it's okay to change your mind. Big up yourself. Hi there, bunnies. How are you? I hope swell. I hope this day of Thanksgiving is finding you well. You might not be listening to this on Thanksgiving, but every day should be Thanksgiving now. Eat well, hang out with people you love, give thanks. Gratitude is a key to manifestation. Welcome back to Project Cheney. As always, I'm Cheney, and I'm excited to be here. Yes, I know, I know. It's been a while since we've gotten to hang out. I've missed you guys. I've thought about you every single day. There are people in this world that can attest to how much I think about you guys. And there's some of you out there, actually, that if I added up the amount of voicemails and the amount of hanging out and the amount of um, rabbit holes and weird topics and stuff I did on Instagram and Telegram in the past few weeks, it would have made for a very long podcast. And some people out there might actually have gold. I might have said one or two good things on recording and it's their own private podcast. And they gave me private podcasts back and new ways to look at things and new ideas and new rabbit holes and new questions and yeah I call it refilling my bank sometimes (coughs) when um, maybe I get to express a lot of words and other people express words back at me uh It's nice energetically for my busy logic. And so if you are somebody out there that I got to share this time with and you also listen to this show, thank you for hanging out. And it was enlightening and fun. And I always like when you guys reach out to me. And uh, you can do that on Telegram at Chaney the Vampire Slayer. You can do that on Instagram at Chaney in Wonderland or uh, Project Chaney. And I am better at checking Cheney in Wonderland more, but that is an account that's harder to find because it's so shadow banned. Um, So usually you can find one from the other and Project Cheney is easier to find. Uh, Twitter, I'm never on there. You can do that at Project Cheney and Cheney Project. Those are the two places to find me. I don't have any content on YouTube yet at Project Cheney, but anytime I appear on somebody else's shows, if I'm on with uh, Trucilla or Maria or Kara Mosher or, and I'll get better at adding more and more and more. So if I made an appearance somewhere and you've seen it, send me the link and I will add that to the YouTube as well. And um, yeah, I was getting uncomfortable talking about myself and then out of the corner of my eye, the bane of my existence, my old man dog, um, 
staring at me. And I'm not going to let it ruin my energy right now. I'm just going to hit the pause button. I'm going to stick gummy bears in my mouth. And then I'm going to come back. And you guys won't notice any of this time is gone. But if you listen to the show, you know that it's going to be shadow work that I have to do to come back and not eat bullets. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'll be right back. Okay. The dog. The cats. The life. Every time. It's my own fault. Now I always think I should do it different. I can just leave them in here. It'll all be fine. I know better. I know better. This is a life lesson. (sighs) And... I'm going to do that thing that we do if we talk bad about something that we're not allowed to talk bad about because of our social norms. So you're not allowed to say, my dog's the bane of my existence. I'm not a racist, sexist, sexist, anti-Semite or whatever fucking name. I don't abuse my animals. There isn't anything I don't keep that doesn't thrive to the point that it will breed even if it's not supposed to. I've had one of those female chickens that started to cock-a-doodle-doo, and I was like, this bitch, if she starts inseminating her own eggs, I am going to lose my mind. Look into it. This is crazy stuff that chickens can do. They can change their sex. Anyway, I have gummy bear on my teeth. It is what it is. Okay. (sighs) I'm settling in. I did miss you guys, and um, I am kind of glad also where Ernie, the bane of my existence, my wonderful 15-year-old Yorkie, um, he did break me from self-promotion in ways you can reach out to me. So, fantastic. Done and done. Also, I walked inside, and the um, Ahmad Aubrey trial... It was breaking, breaking news, you guys. Breaking news. Everything breaking news. Boom. It's like these life or death situations that they try to make everyone concerned with that aren't anywhere near you, anywhere near your neck of the woods. And somebody's like, Cheney, you're wrong. I'm in Georgia. Or Cheney, you're wrong. I'm in Minnesota. Well, fantastic. Everybody has their thing. Everybody's in their place where they're trying to ignite the fire of breaking news. Just so you know, it's all about race. It's all George Floyd and Kyle Rittenhouse is a good guy and George Floyd's a bad guy. But if you're on the other side, George Floyd is the hero and Kyle Rittenhouse is the racist. And we have people that are looking for truth and in our movement and in our community And they're taking one of these sides of this thing. And just to break your brain a little bit, I just want you guys to break your own brain sometimes and question your own cement shoes of why you feel so good. Did any of your ideas change from the very first second you saw Kyle Rittenhouse to the after the whole trial happened? Did you just feel better and more secure about your opinion? Or did um, you actually have your mind changed? By the trial. I think the whole entire thing is fake. I think all the news is fake news. So if all the channels are talking about it and all the channels are showing you every second, I feel like a broken record saying this. Written house, written, 
go back to Latin roots, you know what I like to do, horsemen. <laughs> and so these, this uh, Ahmad Aubrey, black people, look at, he was running where he shouldn't have been and got killed. White people, look at, Kyle Rettenhouse was running where he shouldn't have been and got killed. Look at, black people ran into white people in Wisconsin and ran over them. And then look at, we're also doing a trial where white people ran into a crowd. It's like, are we kidding here in this part of the movie that you guys don't see the narrative you're being sold? Stop taking sides in these. Let's say you're pro-Rittenhouse right now. Are you also, because he was protecting property and he was just being a vigilante because the cops weren't going to do it, are you also pro uh, George Zimmerman? I bet you're not. I bet right there when I said that, your brain tried to start to argue, well, it was different because, nope. The only thing that was different was the states and the laws that they were in. And so start breaking your own narrative. If you're a person that you believe Fox News is more true than CNN. If you're a person that you think Tucker Carlson is different than Rachel Maddow, or you think that um, Anderson Cooper and CNN are the one bastion of hope, no, they're all fake news. All of them. They've been fake news before you were born. The whole TV, the whole thing, is an instrument of the CIA that you all paid for to put inside your house. And that's just if I'm going to be not woo-woo about it. I think it's a bigger instrument than that of spiritual, like, black ooze octopus control. But um, we'll just stay with the third dimensional. Uh, you are showing up every day to a Shakespearean bread and circus. And you turn it on. And you think you're smarter than it, than the narrative. And you unplug and you let it right in. All into your subconscious. All into the way you think. And eventually, the side they create for you, they will make you sit in that side in a way that eventually, deep in your soul, you're uncomfortable with sticking up for these people anymore. But now it's your side. So you have to take the whole side. And they've done it with politics where, well, if you're, you know, pro-death penalty, but you're also uh, pro-life. They've broken your brains at both end of the spectrum that you're anti-death penalty, but you're, um, you know, pro-choice. Like, you don't see that they've done this to you and that they use the news and they use these feel-good people that are your idols. It doesn't matter if it's Britney Spears. It doesn't matter if it's Donald Trump. It doesn't matter if it's Lady Gaga. If you, if the media is showing you that they are a good guy and pressing a narrative, sit back and say, who is the character they are trying to sell me right now of this person? Is all the news trying to sell me the same character? Why? So if all the news is fake, I just think, start looking at the other side. Look at who we're not allowed to ask questions about. And look at the same things that always come up on all the digs. If Alex Jones is just as big of a shill 
then they know how people are going to try to start asking questions of things. They knew this when they named the word conspiracy theory. The CIA did that too. So then they make a dude, a conspiracy theorist, an Alex Jones, and then they pick apart all the real stuff he might say, and they fear you out of asking questions. So, hey, you guys, did you see Alex Jones with Sandy Hook? Alex Jones with Sandy Hook. <laughs> Alex Jones didn't say fucking shit about Sandy Hook. They just wanted us to stop asking questions because if I get people to actually think, no, all the news is fake. The reason people can't conceptualize that is there's like, how many people are in the CIA? How much money do they have? It, like, I think that's the uncomprehensible thing that you can't think of. It's, un, it's astronomical to think that I would tell you that a majority of Sandy Hook, if not all of Sandy Hook, was a CIA town. The whole thing, the whole entire thing, and people were not supposed to be asking questions like we did. And the whole thing's fishy. And I'll grab Alex Jones's microphone and scream, I think Sandy Hook was fake. I made a post about it, mocking it, like, yeah, and the frogs are getting gayer. No one wants to talk about pharmaceuticals and vaccines, maybe making people gay or fucking with their sexuality. I'll say that too. So there's these certain people that I think the media sells this whole idea of here's a conspiracy theorist so we can fry this guy so all of us real reels never ask questions. But the conspiracy theorist part that Alex Jones has taken is a caricature. So when these people start taking characters, these Britney Spearses, these George Floyds, these Kyle Rittenhouses, these Lady Gaga's and Marina Abramoviches and Jeffrey Epstein's. To me, they become kind of characters so we can wash away all of one idea under one person. The same way Monsanto um, splits up into two companies and the bankrupt side, uh, they put all on one side and then all the good stuff they put on the other side and then they're just like, bye, bankruptcy. That's what um, I think uh, they do with these characters and us. They make us jump on the character and then they sink the character. And they're our false idol and we've put all this faith and stock in them and called them a good guy and called them a bad guy and called them this so we can't see past our cement shoes and ideas. And that's what they did to Rittenhouse. And that's what they did to George Floyd. And everybody's buying it, hook, line, and sinker. And I just think that's like low-hanging fruit. You guys are better than that. Your brains are working better than that. So just, you don't have to question, you don't have to say all your ideas aloud before you question yourself into the ground. <clears throat> And if you're around a really rad group of people or if you just have one really great friend and you don't judge each other and you allow each other to question things without them becoming your faith or your belief system just because you're questioning something. If you're around a group of people like that, I think that's where we get answers because you're like, oh my God, I always had that question too but we're so scared. We want our cement shoes because our cement shoes give us this fake bravado, this fake, uh, we're so insecure 
if we are in murky waters anymore or watered colored ideas that we have to sit with our false bravado and our fake idea because it gives us this false security because we're all just insecure when it used to be if you were the person asking the most questions there was a security in that like it was a very beautiful um, philosophy you were a philosopher so just allow your brain to be a philosopher a little more and stop thinking you have to have all the answers. Stop thinking any of us do. There's a little bit of a freedom in it. And I don't even know where I started that or where I'm going to end it. But I'm going to have a sip of ginger ale. And then I'm going to look down at my notes and see what else I have to talk to you guys about. <laughs> mm -mm -mm. I do this other thing. I don't know what it is, but when I tell you guys, I'm like, I'm going to have a gummy bear. I'm going to have a sip of my ginger ale. I'm like, go big or go fucking home. And then I end up taking such a chug or such a bite that I'm like, what I'm trying to mama cast myself live on air. Well, it's live, not live. You guys know what I mean. That would be a good ending to the podcast. <laughs> That's horrible to say. Okay, you guys, this is my sloppiest notes I've ever had. And I also um, want to go back through some of my own Instagram posts that I've put because I've left notes there. So yeah, this is totally a Carrie from Homeland episode of Project Cheney. Let me scroll past whatever weird shit I found. <laughs> Let me scroll past that on my phone. Woohoo. Just kidding. I don't have <laughs> that ton of stuff saved in my photos, everyone. That's hidden somewhere else. Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Okay. Mm -mm -mm. So when I take my oldest notes, I feel like I should start at the top and we'll go through some kind of weird um, train of my timeline. Uh the first thing I have the biggest at the top is the compartmentalization of medicine. And this drives me really crazy. It's something working in the field for as long as I did and having family and people that I really love um, work in the field as well. And then obviously going through the system all the way from birth to death with other people I love. Um, you know, you see a lot. And people out there can attest, you have to go to, you know, you might have a problem with your midsection somewhere that takes you three doctors to figure it out and you have to go to an internal medicine doctor and a neurologist and um, the OBGYN and your primary care physician and that's different now than the person that's um, doing your medications and the insurance companies are all feeding off this thing but in a way like the same as NASA the guy working on your wrist has no idea what medications and what uh, physical therapies are being done on your back. And the guy working on your back has no idea what kind of um, medications your psychiatrist is giving you or what kind of trauma you had into your past. And that person has no idea that you had uh, 70 plus vaccines and three COVID shots. And that person has no idea that you also had a knee surgery um, when you were 18 and you had a heavy opiate addiction for three years. And you think it's far enough away, but all those doctors don't know any of that stuff about you. And they're just filling all this bullshit in your beaker 
and now you're also at the store um, taking mueslicks because you don't understand why you can't shit, but really it's the massive amount of medication that you're taking, and you're also dehydrated because of the massive amount of medication that you're taking, so you're also taking like aspirin on top of that, which is thinning your blood, and now you're bruising all over, which is giving you the psychosomatic thing that now you can't sleep at night because you think you have cancer, um, and you're scared to tell your psychiatrist that part of it because they already were calling you a hypochondriac. And here lies a problem with our medical system. And the insurance is making money off all those things. And every time you have to get sent back to here, or get a re-referral for here, and they're all getting money in the back end for referring to each other and these other companies. And they're getting referral bonuses for certain machines they can get you to use. And then there's pharmaceutical reps coming in and they're going out to lunches and getting vacations and all the reps everywhere are driving the fanciest cars you've ever fucking seen and this all comes out of somewhere and most of the time it's insurance and most of the time the best insurance that you can ride is medicare so this leads into the idea that it's happening to all the old people and <sighs> that was my rant about compartmentalization of medicine and i'm not even going to get into the commercials on every television show about drugs and how the list of side effects and the side effects are way worse than your ailment ever was and how they don't talk about on all the side effects that all the side effects that may happen if you're on different medications and then mixed together. So yeah, Western medicine. I don't love it. Uh, it kind of makes me feel a gross way. And I feel like the most brainwashed of our generation are like just on this fucking trap of having to like on the phone with insurance and uh, just the idea that you can call a hospital, anyone that's been in the hospital and say what well, you get your hospital bill and you can say, yeah, I would like to audit this bill. Like I didn't use that many tissues. I didn't have that many aspirins. I didn't have the nurse come in that many times, whatever. I'd like to audit this bill. They'll always take thousands of dollars off because they fucking car sales your hospital stay. Are they like the same way you go to an auto mechanic and you're like, I need a new radiator. The mechanic just opens a book and it says radiator and it says this radiator should take three hours. And so they charge you for three hours, even if the radiator takes them 45 minutes. That's the exact same way hospital stays work. So fuck Western medicine. I'm crossing that off my list to talk about. I went into it enough. And you know what else I have to say too? My co-star today, if you guys don't co-star, I do love this app. And if you do co-star, send me your info. I'll add you as a friend on my co-star. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty dead on. We were talking about this today. And it's crazy how um, dead on. It was, and so it, for me, it was like, hey, bitch, stop overthinking. And I was like, oh, I should just do my podcast. It doesn't always have to be gold. It can just be precious. It could just be precious metal. It's not all gold, right? But every time I think it's not gold, one of you awesome people out there write me something cute or cool or clever or, yeah, send me something really nice so I'm not overthinking it and I'm here and um happy 1124 Sagittarius um okay 
the next thing I want to talk about is in the same way I'm triggered by Aleister Crowley, I'm triggered by Gaia. I don't believe this is real. I don't believe this is the word. I feel like somewhere this is a stolen thing of Maya. I don't like the YouTube channel. I don't like any of the people like the David Wilcox and ancient alien people that are involved in it. And it just feels like uh, a Joe Rogan to me. Uh, uh, 80% true and then 20% to murk it all up. A spirit science, if you will. So, um, yeah, I don't know why I had to tell you guys that. But Gaia, no bueno to me. So don't send me Gaia shit. I'm not really interested in it. I've been down the road of all those cult leaders. I mean teachers. I mean scientists. I mean actors. I mean you get what I'm saying. So I love you guys. I appreciate so much stuff and I'm curious, but I don't need to go down the Gaia rabbit hole anymore. Okay. All right. Great. Uh, <laughs> if you work for Gaia and listen to this show, you know, no hard feelings. Uh if you work for Guy and you were like, well, I guess there goes Project Cheney for uh, our next Gaia podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Uh, okay, here's one that I want to geek out with you guys on. Patton Oswald is a little troll. I feel like it's been so long and now I've chewed over this. I'm like, have I already told them about the Patton Oswald rabbit hole? Have we already talked about Michelle McNamara? Have we already discussed the Golden State Killer? I always feel like I have. I always feel like I've talked about everything with you guys. But in my humble opinion, I think whoever they're trying to put this Golden State Killer thing on now isn't who it is. I think Michelle McNamara got really fucking close, if not figured out who it was. And she was murdered. And I think Pat Oswald has something to do with it. He gives me total pedo creeper vibes. And um, send this to Pat Oswald. He can sue me for defamation. Um, I feel witchy when I say it. Like, I just know. <laughs> I've sat next to him. And he gave me a weird vibe in person. And uh, anyways, if you look into the Golden State Killer and you look into Michelle McNamara, and you look into the way the Golden State Killer acted, and the maps that he would draw, and where he would run, I think Michelle McNamara might have also discovered this underground tunnel network, and entrances and exits, and uh, I think you would have to know what drainage, that's how you would find it, where water would run, would always be down, kind of like Goonies. You almost got to think like a Goonie. And uh, the movie Goonies, I'm saying, you guys, if that was too old of a reference to some of you out there, it's a movie Goonies where these kids um, realize there's like a whole underground tunnel system and there's treasure down there and One-Eyed Willie, which is really creepy now that these kids were looking for a fucking penis one-eyed willy which it's all sexual innuendo of these creep shows goonies conspiracy will be for another day but um what the fuck was i just talking about <laughs> uh oh yeah Patton oswald michelle mcnamara so i feel like there's these little things that hidden in plain sight uh 
Yeah, it could be Robin Williams. I don't necessarily think the Golden State Killer is Robin Williams, not just because of his movie stints all just happened to be spaced out during the three months that these killings stopped. But it's just very, if you had a 6,000-year-old death cult and sometimes you got sloppy or you had new members that got sloppy, you would sometimes, it would become a clever way for you to bury all these murders and ritualistic killings. Zodiac killer just happened to have 13 killings. No, that's a ritual. Anything you see with 13 is a ritual. Britney Spears' fucking conservatorship, 13 years, ritual. I know Britney's a feel-good for you guys. Ritual. All of this is ritual for them. No one rides for free in Hollywood. Fame isn't free. Anyway, uh, the Golden State Killer, I believe, is somehow one of their rituals that just kind of went awry. If you read what he used to do to his uh, victims, it literally is one hour photo with Robin Williams. And I've talked about it with a few other people on how creepy it would be if if everything they feed off of is fear and a loosh. Even the idea of an adrenochrome is your adrenaline spikes because of fear. And so it's drinking fear in the most simple term. It is a loosh. That's it's a physical way of loosh, but it's the same thing. Can you imagine being in a situation? of trapment, of getting raped, of torture, of watching your wife getting raped and they have a teacup on your fucking back and if they hear it move, they're going to shoot her in the head and you just have to lay there still with fucking china on your back. No pun intended, we call it china. Um, And not rattle it and watch this horrible scene go down of somebody you love and then that motherfucker takes his mask off and it's a celebrity that you know. How much more fear... I would also um, question little things like if all of these victims, were they injected with anything? Did they have anything drawn from them that we we might not have noticed in an autopsy back then or that we totally would have noticed in an autopsy? But if the um, person who was doing the autopsies was just as dirty, would we ever know? And so I think these people that are doing autopsies too should be looked into. Especially like who's the guy that he just happened to be the JFK guy and he just happened to be is uh, the guy on autopsy on HBO. This guy's so dirty. He's the guy. He just lies about every single uh, murder case and says it happens this way. And then we all believed it. Oh, he showed up at the Epstein hanging too. What is his name? Why, why do I want to say Michael Bowden or something? I don't know. Now I have to look up this guy. I'm so sorry. I'm not sorry at all. This is Lindsay from Rogueways that I'm just taking some time to look something up and I don't even feel stressed about it. Autopsy. Oh, Michael Baden, you guys. I would never, like if, if you called me and it was your mil- million dollar question on who wants to be a millionaire, I would have said that and then I would have felt awful and I would have convinced you not to go with it. But yeah, Dr. Michael Baden, B-A-D-E-N, look up him, research this guy. He literally is like the government uh, dude to come out and be like, yep, this is how the Kennedy assassination happened. Um, yeah, that was a weird segue. 
from Patton Oswald, and I don't want to talk about the Golden State Killer anymore. Look into that fun rabbit hole. Um, yeah, I uh, fell onto that. There's a lot of cool people that live in Florida, you guys. Anyways, um, the Brittany Paris Lindsay of it all. Yeah, I do want to talk about the Brittany Paris Lindsay of it all. Look at this keystone that we have with Brittany and Paris Hilton and then Lindsay Lohan. And for our generation, look at these three women. The Hiltons and the digs I've been doing on them, the Real Housewives of it all, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, if you want to start doing these digs and all, you're also a pop culture person like me, um, get your pen and paper because I'm talking fast through some of it. But uh, Paris Hilton, her two aunts are two of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and now her mom is one of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. They married into the Hilton family, but on one of the sisters' husbands also sells real estate. I just keep coming up to so many conclusions from watching this show that seems silly, but if we had entrances to tunnels and we had these states with these torture chambers and dungeons and islands with things, we would have to keep the sales between us, the same as the art if alchemy exists in art and they're painting it with blood or doing certain Bibles with gold leaf, it has to stay between us. It's like that's where the magic lies, but that's also where the like bad magic lies. So these properties and the ley lines they're on and the ritual sites have to stay between them. And they can't stay if they end up with a Vanderbilt type mansion or a Rockefeller type center. It's almost stays in the name for too long. It, it would be creepy that way. So they have to sell it to like Oprah or Britney Murphy sold her house to Britney Spears. And they both just happen to go crazy Why they live in it. Oh, I want to conundrum. Uh, it's just, I believe um, Paris Hilton and the Hiltons, they sell real estate. Uh, they also have hotels, which we always talk about how human trafficking with these football games and these uh, Super Bowls and concerts and uh, spring break type things are like perfect for human trafficking. Well, so are hotels. And so are these areas and these cameras and um, these hotels once they're built with their underground parking garages. And then they can always have a certain amount of a freezer and food coming and going. And um, yeah, it's all kind of designed in a way. So that's Paris. Paris goes through the Provo school, Provo school, whatever that weird school we hear about that abuses her and randomly Kat Von D you guys in the characters that you create for these women in your head, that what they tell us Paris Hilton is and who they've told us Kat Von D is Kat Von D's parents did not send their daughter to the same fucking school that Paris Hilton went to. It does not make sense in the book. It does not make sense in the movie. This is a desperate plea for them to like, when they take wet blankets of information like this and they get you to feel bad or me too about an Alyssa Milano for being grabbed ass in the studio, you don't ask any more questions about the children. Or when they do something like the media releases to you, oh my God, President Kennedy had an affair with Marilyn Monroe. Um, nothing gets released to you maybe about Jackie being a big fucking spy and JFK being a homosexual. 
Not that either of these things are true. I'm just saying um, that's how it works. Like you don't ask anything further because you're like, why would Bill Clinton ever have this scandal released of him and Monica Lewinsky? I would say because he was touching children on an island and he didn't want you to find that. So now when you put in Bill Clinton sex scandal, all we find is a woman of age who um, consented to doing it. It's it's burying the lead. It's like marketing in Hollywood. They The stories that get out about these famous people are exactly what they want to get out. That's why you didn't hear about Jimmy Savile fucking raping kids. That's why you still don't hear about Prince Andrew in the mainstream. That's why you only hear certain stuff about certain other people. That's why some people are always heroic. That's why some people are always um, bad guys. Uh, the media sets that up for you. The paparazzi follows it around. So Princess Diana is the exactly the character they wanted you to think she was. Britney Spears is the character they wanted you to think she is. They control the narrative. Otherwise, you don't find out about it. And that's why they're like 20 years from now. Hollywood's a tighter thing than the CIA. We They still have redacted emails. Uh, the, the secrets that lie there um, of, you know, there were that we find out 50 years later that they're like, oh my God, Rock Hudson was gay and he was married and all this stuff. Like, yeah, because they're selling a narrative. Like Taylor Swift never dated Loki. <laughs> they were, Loki was trying to sell a movie at the time and Taylor Swift had a new album. That's how I think things work. That's how I know things work. So, uh, Paris, do we need to go in Britney anymore? Do we need to talk about her Disney tales? Do we need to talk about her MK Ultra? Do we need to talk about her that she was probably just handled uh, the same way? If Imagine being a sheik or a billionaire and you're watching MTV and you don't just have, have to have any human trafficked redhead. You can have a human trafficked mean girl. Like Victoria's Secret is just a high price call girl ring these girls get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars millions of dollars to lay on a yacht for two weeks at a time with a chic Lori Laughlin's daughter the one you heard all the scandal about her and her college and blah 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 really what they don't want you to know about all their daughters which you can go back to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills again all their daughters are supermodels and all their daughters are up for grabs and some of their daughters can't make it. The mental anguish that they go through give them eating disorders and alcohol addictions and drugs. And if you also look into all these shows, they put it in plain sight. I don't know what the full symbology is, but every single time any of these women have a baby, somebody on camera, and they show it, they get a bunny as a gift. It almost lets them know that not even your kid's going to be safe from this. This is how the system works. This is how the torture works. This is how we break them. We break their humanity. And then they become one of them. So, um, yeah, Brittany, she's the Disney kid, the singer, the talented one. They break her. They puppeteer her out in front of everyone. Uh, Paris Hilton actually gives me more handler vibes. When you look up all these old pictures I'm talking about of Brittany and Lindsay in Paris, Paris never looks wasted. 
Brittany always looks like she's on scopolamine. She's like litty titty. And Lindsay's eyes are rolling back into her head. But now let's talk about some people's favorite. And maybe we don't talk about her enough. I mean, let's not even talk about the name of Paris Hilton. Let's not look up the Hilton logos. Let's not do any of that shit. We're not even going to go deeper into Paris. We're not going to go deeper into Britney. We all know. We all know, right? Let's talk about Lindsay Lohan. Uh, Lindsay, another Disney kid. Lindsay plays twins. Twins come up a lot. Um, sometimes I'm like, are they clones? Or are they twins? Um... I won't go into the whole Haley Mills and the Pollyanna and the Saved by the Bell of it all. I'll leave that for another day. This is my brain trying to battle me getting real information out to you guys. So Lindsay Lohan also gets passed through at a really young age to a bunch of adult celebrities. If you look up at her boyfriends, like she was like 16 or 17 dating Velmer Valderrama. And that's this very curious. Who else does that? Ashton Kutcher with Mila Kunis right on the same show. It seemed like those 70s shows guys were all like older dudes all dating like teenage girls. And uh, so Lindsay Lohan, she's passed through Hollywood. She's also a redhead which I want to do a full show on redheads. I want to have somebody on just to geek out about redheads, just specifically redheads back to the magic of it all, back to the witch of it all, back to the giants of it all. It's every culture around the world has redheads. It's very special. It's the um, smallest minority on the planet. For some people, I know this is a broken record because um, I'm obsessed. And uh, I lied. It's the second smallest minority on the planet. The first minority on the planet is true green eyes. So when you get a redhead with green eyes, which exists in every culture around the world, um, that's magical shit. Anyways, Lindsay Lohan. If you think of her now, they literally ship this bitch to like saw uh, the Emirates. They lock her in a fucking hotel and they're like, Lindsay has a club and a TV show. Um, who tried to save fucking Lindsay Lohan? Oprah. Do you remember that charade? where Oprah like had cameras around Lindsay all the time, like going through her detox and her rehab. It gave me very Anna Nicole Smith vibes. It was very handler, like Oprah was going to fix it and change it. And so there's this period of time for our pop culture. It didn't really matter what kind of girl you were. Some part of your childhood, Brittany or Paris or Lindsay, kind of took up even if it was tongue-in-cheek even if it was a hating that you followed them you know one of these girls and they filled up part of your space of your female childhood and some of you boys out there had a crush on one of these girls or some of you boys out there wanted to be one of these girls okay okay whatever we'll talk about that another day um but I think that they're just this big huge cornerstone in the pop culture and that created our pop culture and I think it'd be interesting if everyone started to go through pictures of them again. And this is so nerdy, but if you watch like Paris and like Nicole Richie and start thinking about all the women that surrounded Paris, how they just kind of seemed handled at the time. But this is such a spell. You either don't know what I'm talking about at all and you're like, what the fuck? Or you know exactly what I'm talking about and you just spit your coffee out of your nose and you're like, did she just fucking sada sa? Oh my gosh, I love her even more. Um, so yeah, Paris, Brittany, Lindsay. And I think this, I'm going to try to segue good. This is a perfect time 
for me to segue into something else, which is a cute kid thing, but I feel like you normies need to hear about it. Because if we can open up your brain to kind of see these little things too, you're going to be able to add pieces to the puzzle that we haven't even known to look at. And the other part that I know you'll be able to do is I have some like super big religious history nerds and symbology nerds and um, like ancient uh, culture nerds that when I bring up this pop culture shit, and start picking their brain with it, they take it to the next fucking level. So um, the segue is going to be dog comms. And I'm going to segue that with who can you remember bringing dogs to such a forefront of our fucking pop culture, if not for Paris Hilton? Do you remember that fucking chihuahua? She, her, it was like the Taco Bell chihuahua and her chihuahua in her bag. And everybody needed a purse chihuahua to real housewives attach that. Lisa Vanderpump has a charity um, about the Yule and Dog Festival, which is all a festival about torturing dogs to death to feed on their feared up adrenaline-soaked meat. Which is curious if... Um, for them, karmically, I'm going to go on a weird rant with you guys right now. <laughs> I had to sit back. I have this thing that these evil people, they can do this really bad shit to humans. And then karmically, they fix it by having these animal charities or helping out less fortunate animals. So I would think the elite would bring all this attention to this happening to dogs and they do this to humans. And it would be like a mockery of like, look at them. Like they're, if we show them this happening to a dog, like even look at humanity, how quick we are. We can show like a human living on the streets, freezing to death and not being able to feed itself. And we're like, map druggy map probably got himself there. But if we see a dog shaking and like in the arms of the angel, we're like, Oh, I'm dead inside. Help the world. Everyone's bad. It's like such a looshing. And uh, yeah, Paris Hilton totally did that. So something with the cute kids. We say dog comms a lot. Dog comms, dog comms, dog comms. And normies out there are like, oh, whatever. Not every dog thing means something. Oh, so what? Sometimes the president's dogs die. So what? Sometimes the president doesn't have dogs. So what? What's the big deal about a name? Everything matters. Everything matters that they are saying to each other. So some of the things I would say are interesting are like JFK Jr.'s dog was named Friday. JFK Jr. died on a Friday. Friday is also the character in Dragnet. I don't want to say Tom Hanks plays this character. It could be Dan Aykroyd, but I know. It was also an old detective TV show, but if you watch the movie Dragnet, it is all about the Illuminati and kind of sets up in the way of what the build or the Bohemian Grove is. It's all like they take a virgin, throw the virgin in a snake pit, uh, blah, 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 the Virgin Connie Swale. Some of you out there just love that Dragnet reference, but it's a good movie. Tom Hanks, have at it. So um, maybe nothing. Maybe it's nothing that his dog is named after Freya, Fire, nothing, Freya Day. Uh, maybe nothing at all. Maybe he just really loved the TV show Dragnet when he was a kid. 
Here's one though. Ted Kennedy's motherfucking dog's name was Splash. Okay, maybe nothing that it's also a Tom Hanks movie with a sexy mermaid, Daryl Hannah. Maybe that's might be nothing. It, it means absolutely nothing. But if you know Ted Cruz, like most of us know Ted Cruz and know that he, quote unquote, his character was a drunk who killed a woman by driving off the bridge and made a big splash. Who names their dog that? You guys, maybe I'm just reading into it. Maybe I just know a little too much about everything. But I don't think I do. I think this is the way they communicate with each other. I... So one of the dog comes with, like, you can look into the Bush dog, McCain's dog, um, Obama's dog, uh, you know, even the Fauci with the, like, oh, look at the beagles of it all. If you want to know what it is and you just see a hashtag that's dog comms or if you see somebody talking about dog comms, maybe we just put into your head that you now know dog comms. And maybe you're going to bring me so much fun stuff now because you're like, bitch, I fucking hate when you get my head to think like the fucking anons. It makes me so pissed. But you said dog comms this week and I was thinking about um, uh, ancient Babylonia and they did this thing and da da da. And then somebody else will send me some shit like, girl, do you actually know the upside down pentagram used to be a goat, but it now is a dog, blah, blah, blah on my timeline. Somebody, I don't even know. I can't tell you what happens, but something like that will happen. So you guys get dog comms, okay? So you don't have to be in the dark. You're part of the inside joke. Mm -mm -mm. What else do I want to talk about? You guys, I can't believe I'm 48 in. <laughs> I can't believe I'm 48 minutes in right now. Um, I'm probably not going to attach anything to this today. Just you and me are going to hang out alone. We're just going to sit and stare at each other. And do the kind of eyebrows where we're like, <laughs> have you guys ever done that? Where it's like a staring contest of like not trying to laugh. I'm pretty good at a staring contest. I have a resting bitch face. Um, sometimes. I was just having a fake staring contest in my head right now. I won, but I'll move on so you guys don't get bored because we'd be here all day. You know what else I had to do, you guys? 3D stuff. I had to make a resume. Or I'm in the process. And I had to get reference letters. I don't have to do any of this. I'm just, this is the process of, like, adulting. And it's kind of like, in the whole, like, spiritual awakening of it all. And COVID of it all. I walked away from my medical life. Blah, blah, blah. And now it's like, okay, maybe you get a job where you make K's. That's what I call it when you have to make a blank amount of K a year, where they talk about you in a salaried way, and they're like, you make this amount of K and 401K, and don't forget about your insurance and your fucking paid time off, which is different than your sick time, but then you also have bereavement time. Hopefully you don't have to use it. <sighs> oh, fuck. When I started to like look at myself in that life again, I was like, do I want this life again? Do I want this life again? If I take off the like making my parents proud or pleasing some fifth grade version of me 
or somebody I might run into from high school or the amount of money I spent on a degree or a skill or the fear of retirement or getting sick or a job that's cool or a job that makes a ton of money or a job that's blah, 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 all the check marks. Who are you without the expectation of everybody else? You know, because when you're writing a resume or something like that, you write it with the expectation of what everyone wants to see. And usually all the shit you're selling people of what they want to see, is that the shit that's really you? Like, what shit would you really write on there? In your skills? How are you qualified? It probably has nothing to do with the college or the job. You're like, how am I qualified? <laughs> how am I fucking qualified? I um, am still fucking breathing in and out every day. I uh, one time drank myself into a bathtub and didn't feed myself for two full weeks. I don't even think I drank water for two full weeks and I fucking survived it. And mentally, I'm all the way here that I know I'm never going to end up in a bathtub covered in whiskey again for two full weeks. That That's something, no? <laughs> Not that I, that ever happened to me. And if... um. You're listening to this and you're the friend out there that that happened to. Don't worry. Your secret's safe with me. <laughs> friend, in quotes. Ugh. So, um, yeah, resumes in real life. And so now it's the conundrum. And, you know, my birthday of it all. Happy birthday, Scorpio's last day of Scorpio. It is pretty nice having my... Ouroboros of the last year. A lot of it's recorded, some of it in video. I've met a lot of uh, really great, great friends this year. And I've been the most authentic version of myself this year. So it feels good that the friends that I've met um, with the most authentic version of myself seem so rad. Because my dad would always say, if you add up your friends, they're bad and good qualities. You're the equation of them. Like you're the sum. And so I look around at my friends and I think they're so fucking amazing. I like being the sum of them. It feels good. And uh, yeah, I definitely don't know if I'm all the way to my full authenticity. I imagine that never ends. Mm. But I'm getting closer and uh, my energy feels kind of good right now. This uh, um, famous last words, shadow work. (laughs) Oh, but um, I feel like I'm on the other side of something. I feel like um, the flow of my energy like moss is cleared or rocks are out of the way and my throat chakra feels open and I'm excited about that. So yes. Okay. Sagittarius season, Scorpio season. How am I going to get? Oh, fun. You guys, I was today's years old. Coffee talk, coffee talk. I was today years old. Did you guys know 
that Robert E. Lee, the general of the Confederate Army, Robert E. Lee, you have to look into this and build your historical base, your foundation right now of who this is, was married to Mary Custis Lee. His wife was George Washington's daughter. Think about that. Would you let your daughter marry? She, I mean, what I'm saying is she wasn't married to fucking Abraham Lincoln. So if the winners write our history, we are living under the northern history right now of what happened in those events. And don't you think the north would want to sell you a whole bunch of fucking slavery and bad stuff about the south? Don't you think they'd want to? If, if I'm going to say the opposite of what history is, then my bet is the South was a whole bunch of black people that owned a whole bunch of cotton farms and the North came in and fucking raped them from their land, raped them from their history, raped them from their um, alchemaic properties of the hemp, the um, oranges, the, you know, whatever fucking fruits grow in other peaches, uh, cotton. Think of how much great shit comes from the South. Tobacco. Sorry, I screamed tobacco at you. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, I just thought that was really interesting that um, Robert E. Lee was married to George Washington's daughter, and maybe you guys would want to go on a fun rabbit hole about it as well. Dee 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 dee. And I lost my segue. Second, I told you guys about it that I was going to try. That's how magic works. Just so you know, I think. <laughs> don't tell people about your fucking magic all the time. Unless they're working with you in it, don't tell them about it. Otherwise, they're just going to get in the way of your manifestations. They're just there to put doubt. Their demon will come out and be like, no, you can never do that. Oh, you hate that. You won't like it. You, uh, you'll be scared of it. Mm. Yeah. That's the thing about the secret. I think the secret, every single thing the secret tells you is fucking bad magic. Yeah, you should have people around you. If they support you, your dreams, your magic, fucking tell them. Tell them. Coven up. But that ain't the case for everyone out there. We get excited about things and we're like, oh my God, you guys, I'm so excited. And then people in the world are like, <laughs> okay. I don't know if this is necessarily the best thing I should bring up after I just made that sound. <laughs> but I'm gonna. Do you guys remember when we were kids, speaking of grooming a nation and grooming us, do you remember um, the TV show, Taxi Cab Confessions? <laughs> do you remember the TV show, um, Real Sex? I feel like the amount of um, perversity and out-of-the-box thinking about sexuality um, that maybe not have been normal, but we were all being shown it at such a young age is pretty fucking crazy. And uh, it was so porny. <laughs> and the other thing, the Taxi Cab Confessions, an interesting thing that I'd put out right now to someone, they should have an Uber Confessions or an Uber Confessions podcast where they just have random people get in their Uber and if they sign off for the interview, they do the interview um, from here to there. So some of the interviews are 12 minutes long, some of them are 8 minutes long, some of them are 30 minutes long, depending on how long the Uber ride. Uh, yeah, Uber Confessions. <laughs> but yeah, uh, 
Taxi Cab Confessions, Real Sex. What do you guys remember about those? Uh, anything specific? Anything that sticks out? I remember being like 12 and people sitting in a room um, all masturbating together. I feel like I remember this with just women in one and women and men in one. Uh, I remember how people would come on and they'd be like, real sex 23 with the little slapper. It's not doing a huge dig for my head right now. It was probably weird shit to see as a kid. But yeah, so real sex and the little song. I probably could pull up the little real sex song. Somewhere in the back of my head, it's almost a jingle where it almost sounds like if you've ever watched the TV show, The L Word, it has the same vibe to the beginning of that. Like, anyway, let's move on from real sex. Taxi Cab Confessions. I yelled at you about fucking Ahmaud Aubrey and Rittenhouse. Um, but it's funny enough, on my sheet of paper, it says Aubrey Marcus. Somebody sent me this week um, of a girl who was like, I'm just here because I want to talk about the Aubrey Marcus podcast I listened to. And it's this like 16 or 18 minute video of this fucking girl that I just feel like this is what Hollywood have done. If, they, if Hollywood ever found me or CNN found me, they don't hire a girl like me. They just make a girl like me. So they take um, my look and my vibe and my feel and they turn it all up to 10. So they give her long hair and contour her face and make her extra pretty. They take this voice and they make it a little bit higher and a little bit cuter. And then maybe she talks like this. And she's a super big patriot and she's going to come at you with 80% of the truth, except she's going to tell you these little false facts. But you're never going to know because you don't know all the same symbols that we know that we're talking to each other, that this is all bullshit and they're to lead you down a wrong dead end road. So this girl's going around with this video. And I'm not even going to get into debunking the whole video because that would give some of it power. But right at the beginning, she's like, so I was listening to the Aubrey Marcus podcast. <laughs> Aubrey Marcus, the CEO of On It that stepped down at the beginning of all this when um, we had to start watching the CEO resignations, which if you guys haven't out there already, start yourself a list. You can probably look up all the CEOs that have resigned um, because they resigned before they were all in on this whole fucking plan so Aubrey Marcus is not only the CEO of on it and the guy who is all involved in marketing fleshlight which is probably a Chinese vagina Chinese fake robot vagina so everyone would get real comfortable fucking artificial um on it is Joe Rogan's company Aubrey Marcus is a big Joe Rogan bestie and uh he was also in a really weird car accident hmm so I don't know. Right there, red flag for me. If I hear anything about Aubrey Marcus, I steal, steer clear of that dude. Um, he is a misinformation agent, and he is just there to kind of get you part of the way down. He's all psychedelic and friendly, and he almost looks like the dude who did uh, Girls Gone Wild. So, um, yeah, Aubrey Marcus, no bueno, CEO on it, done with that. Oh, what else do I need to say about Rittenhouse that everybody hasn't already seen? You guys, he, it's just, it's a fake story. There was a car lot on fire or a convenience store or a fucking whatever. Every single news channel was showing us 
They had drone footage and helicopters. And every single Fox and CNN and everyone, they set up the playhouse. Everybody was watching. They had their actors. They followed their actors all the way from their hometowns to there. We got to see him scrub graffiti and what a good guy and walk around with cops and their guns. And the actors showed up at the playhouse. And then we have all the footage from the playhouse. And that's what we play in act two inside the courtroom. And that's all a playhouse. It's all fake. They set it all up. They're talking about it all for a reason. Some real stuff happens in the world. And that fits their narrative. And they show us that. Some real stuff happens in the world and it doesn't fit their narrative at all. And they never show us that. But sometimes some of you are like, look at Kyle Rittenhouse does this. And here's another person that's black that did this. Or another person that's white that did this. And we either like it and agree with it or we don't like it and we don't. Stop using the story and characters they give you to make your arguments. Unless you're proving how fake this shit is at this point, you don't get it. The second you take either of these sides, you don't get it. It sounds so simple when you look back to President Donald Trump saying fake news. But maybe you guys didn't hear it enough. All the news is fake. All of it. If you're playing along with the narrative, if it's the breaking story, that's exactly what they wanted you to do. So unless you're picking it all apart and saying, here's the symbology in this, here's their false flag again, here's their fucking CGI, here's their actors, look at here, we found this guy again here. Oh, isn't it a surprise? Another dreadlock black man hates fucking white people. And then they're like, another conservative redneck white person hates black people. Stop. Stop, you guys. Stop taking sides in these stupid arguments that they, it's just divide and conquer. And other stuff that I see is they want to get rid of your long rifle just as much as they want to get rid of your dreads. They don't want you having those things. And eventually, you'll fucking make the other side get rid of their powerful thing. You'll do it for them. That's what we all do. We think, finally, I won one. No, you didn't. You lost one for all of us. Stop taking the sides they want you to take. A key of this fucking Rittenhouse trial. When the judge's fucking phone went off and played proud to be an American. You guys, that's the fucking MK Ultra tagline for you to feel. Go tie a yellow ribbon around your fucking tree, you nitwits. Like, and I'm proud to be an American where at least I know one. If they get you to sing it enough, will you fucking believe it? Go put your mask on and get a vaccine before you get on the airplane. Thank you. Shut the fuck up. You don't even know what freedom is anymore. Half of you out there are like, I hope the cashier lets me fucking walk through this aisle without being told what to do. What is fucking freedom? But you hear this fucking song and some dildo white fucking old decrepit Betty White fucking old judge fucking it plays on his phone and he turns it off and you feel like you're not watching a movie. Ugh. Anyways, won't yell at you about it. I just got upset. <laughs> oh, I won't tell you about my cue 
everything's a C symbol, a Q symbol. I won't tell you. That has no, actually nothing to do with QAnon. It's actually the whole QA symbol, Q. I've done a lot of posts about it on my Instagram feed um, that I will go into another time. And you can actually look at the C symbol, which goes back. You could do the letter 100, but it also um, originally goes to camel. And then Ove um, was Hech, which is this. Uh, and then ID, instead of looking at it, ID, we could look at it as Id, which is Luscus, which is one-eyed. Um, they used the C to replace the Q everywhere. And they used the C to replace the K and sometimes the K to replace the Q which has kind of led me on to this whole new thing of, uh, you know, all the history is fake. So a keck, 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 a keck, 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 or a qua, 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 how um, it's interesting, the demonization of what they say is these hooded KKK, which is also the same way in the anonymous of if we convince you that your group is anonymous, then anyone can put a hood on and, and do havoc in your name. And I think there's a real power in your face. I think there's a real power in your name and people seeing how you stand and people seeing the words you say and uh, not being hidden behind fake pictures, cartoons, frogs, chickens, Michelle Pfeiffer attorneys. <laughs> I think there's a real fucking power in being your real face. And being your real story and being your real traumas and being your real walk and being your real tale of fucking survival. Because that's the stories we never hear about. We always hear the stories how the slaves were freed, but we never hear the fucking stories about the fucking slaves who freed themselves. Maybe that story never needs to be written. Maybe it's going to be written for the first time and we're just the ones to write it I'm kind of leaning more on that and I'm leaning that even though there's a ton of other stuff I want to talk to you about and I have sketches of paper that have taken too many weeks I do want to leave you with the one symbol that I keep seeing come up everywhere from astral world to skylines what the fuck is the Ferris wheel doing? What's up with the Ferris wheel? The shape of it, the sundial of it, the compass of it. I don't know. Maybe it's a symbol for another day. Maybe it's just the symbol you need to be your weird synchronistic sign through the whole week that you're on the most magical path. I'm on a fucking magical path. We all are. We're a hundred monkeys. Every time we heal ourselves, every time we find words, every time we can't find the courage to say it, every time we find the real emotions to give a real hug or a real cry or a real laugh, we are healing. I can feel it in me. And uh, I think we're getting very powerful. And 
I think energy is talking to us in a whole bunch of ways. And it's not always easy and it's not always fun. If you're lucky enough out there, you have a, a couple really good people that get you right now. That love you. I love you. I love you. I love that. Um, some of you out there have made me show up here right now, even though it's taken however many days, not on a schedule that I'm supposed to be. I love that you check on me and, uh, I love the articles you send me and the crazy ideas you have and the synchronicities. I love that you check me out on other people's podcasts, which by the way, please, um, you guys, um, go and find chance. I want to say, cause I was, I hang out with the weaving spiders, but also, um, uh, I was on chances podcast and it was, uh, a really heady, great conversation that kind of goes right on. If you want to check out, uh, my episode 30 and then go over and, um, listen to Interverse. And I was on there with Slick Dissonant and chance and we kind of they blew my mind like some of the stuff they were talking about with placenta and symbol symbolism and uh chance has kind of gotten heavy in with like a scaled egg type thing on weaving spiders before which we only kind of scrape on it on that show but if the mary magdalene if the diana if the artemis if the this kind of divine feminine that's kind of been ripped out if you're curious in that realm at all you will like this episode so much. These dudes are next level. So um, please check out that. Um, who knows? I could be in the Weaving Spiders at any time. So if you're um, chilling on a Saturday night, go check out those dudes. Um, hmm. Yeah, I think that's all the places I've been. Oh, if you want the video version of Hanging Out with Ladies Night for Kara Mosher Let's Be Friends podcast with uh, Human Vibration, My Maria, and Kara Mosher, and me. Um, that is on YouTube as well. Um, so you can subscribe to the Let's Be Friends channel. Um, I think that's it. I think I've said it all. I'm sure I forgot to say some things, but I'm going to go ahead and release this show. I do have uh, two really great interviews that I still want to get out to you guys. Um, so get ready. Maybe I have some Thanksgiving content I want to hang out with you with. Uh, enjoy your holiday stand by a fire pit have a great conversation don't let them trigger you let them say it observe them saying it are they scared when they say it do they really believe what they're saying I don't think they do and if they do then listen harder maybe they have something really great to say so find the old person at your fucking Thanksgiving and ask them the question that nobody's asked them for 30 years. They'll probably have an answer you need to hear. Maybe find the three-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old, some little kid with all the stuff that nobody even thinks about. And maybe ask them what question's plaguing them right now. What the biggest question on earth is to them right now. And please send me that. 
I want to know what kids have to say. Take the question, the biggest question the kid has over to the oldest person and see what the answer is. <laughs> yeah. Stop being um, forced to be around your family and start using it. Can you feel them? Can your empathetic self feel them? If you feel them, does it give you an ailment? Does your mouth water? Does your jaw hurt? Do you get pressure between your temples? Do your joints hurt? Do you get a little antsy, uppity? Do they make you feel a way like calm and smooth where you can feel their chill radiating off of them? Start noticing that. A lot of your family and friends that are around you, um, they almost draw out these polarities and these emotions and these energies. And your body's really clued in. And uh, yeah, enjoy it. Enjoy your holiday. Enjoy your November if I don't talk to you. I'm totally going to talk to you before November's out. I'm totally going to talk to you before November's out. You're all like, nope, that means we're not going to hear from you until January. <laughs> Ye of little faith. Ye of little faith. All right. Um, if you're out there and you won the lottery or the House of Sod um, sent you a golden religious relic, or if China um, decided that you won the lottery because you had your third booster shot and you feel like sending me currency if you found anything valuable here. Uh, you can do that at Project Cheney um, on Cash App or uh, Weakneck Baby on PayPal. And yeah, I don't want to end with that. It makes me feel away. <laughs> uh, so what else from my list can I talk about to not end that way? Um, I hate George Clooney. He triggers me. He has an island that's creepier than Jeffrey Epstein's that looks like an old castle that you guys should totally check it out. And um, mm -mm -mm. supply chain, I don't want to talk about that thing. Oh my gosh, I know how I'm going to end. And I don't want to miss a thing, you guys. <laughs> NASA is going to ram an asteroid. They're going to ram an asteroid so they can practice it and they're going to adjust hitting it just off the track so that it doesn't hit Earth. You guys, this is the movie Armageddon. All of the stuff is movies. The dinosaurs were a book. The Titanic was a book. And now Armageddon. They're just everything's a movie. The Twin Towers, they put it all in the movies because this is their fake thing. So I just, not that any of my audience would. If you are a person that was scared at all about the asteroid coming and NASA was going to save us, stop listening to my show. Just stop listening to my show. I don't need you listening to my show anymore. In fact, will you please just go get a booster shot? I'm just kidding. Don't get a booster shot. Don't stop listening. I love you guys. Um, I send you all the best out there for real, real. I hope there was something, a chuckle in this episode, maybe a rabbit hole in this episode. Maybe you disagreed with me about 1,000 things, and please send me that at projectchaney at gmail.com, and let's get into it. Um, hit me up. Find me a place. I uh, One more thing. If you write me somewhere, like an email, I'm going to encourage you to go to Telegram or Instagram somewhere I can voice message you back. 
because sometimes some of you write me the best fucking shit and I would respond with probably 10 minutes of just yammer. But I, my fingers and thumbs lose the energetic want to sometimes. And so if you do reach out to me on one of the places that have voice messaging, I will respond quicker and probably more thoroughly than I will an email. So, okay. I love you guys. Please keep in touch. Have a good Thanksgiving. And um, we will talk very soon. Bye-bye. So she has been Chaney, and now she's off to smoke a blunt. See you next Tuesday, you fucking cunts.